Our New Testament reading for this morning comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the Lord of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at least you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of being hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that your spirit is moving among us, that in the singing of praise to your name and in greeting one another in signs of peace, dining at your table, hearing your word read and proclaimed, that your spirit move among us. We ask that we may be made especially aware of what your voice is speaking to us, so whether that through me or in spite of me, we all may come to a greater understanding of your love for us, your call for our life to be transformed in your presence. We ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. This morning we start a summer-long series. Uh, each week is individual, so if you miss one because you're on vacation or you uh, can't come in person or you can't watch online, it's okay. It's, it doesn't build on the last and so that's fine, but it is a series that we're going to be doing through the summer called Bumper Sticker Theology. What do I mean by that? I mean those pithy sayings that we often say or that we see on bumper stickers that we can summed up in a few words that we think we mean well when we say them and they sound good on paper, but if we dive into them, if we really think about what they're saying about God, what they're saying about what we believe, what we're saying about the world around us, they perhaps aren't as good as we think they are. 
some sayings that come to mind, one of which is today, come from the Bible themselves. There are verses that are, that are picked up and said and, 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 and read and from memory and given to people from memory. Like today, uh, I, uh, excuse me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Some of those passages, they sound really good when we say them out loud, but are we using them correctly? Other things are things that people think are in the Bible and actually aren't. God helps those who help themselves. Others, we mean well when we share them. We mean to pass comfort on. But when we really think about what we're saying, is it really what we're trying to say and is it really what people mean? God needed another angel. Some are controversial. Some uh, we think we are doing something right, but in the end, perhaps it isn't quite what Scripture tells us. And so in August, we'll be doing love the sinner, hate the sin. These are those pithy sayings that show up on bumper stickers that we can just blurt out that we're going to be diving into. And you can see on our website, the ones that are, you can see the entire series coming up, and you can see which weeks you may really not want to miss. I hope you come for all of them. But you can see what topics are, which ones you may want to invite friends and neighbors to as we dive into these things. This week, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or as the sermon series is called, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context is this idea that this Bible, we can find generally a verse to support any position we want to take if we want to grab on to one verse of the Bible and say, see, the Bible says it. It must be true. But if we take it out of context, if we don't pay attention to what came before it and what come after, comes after it, it really can be the opposite. This verse, this I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, sounds really good when we read it out loud or we pass it on to somebody or make that our memory verse for any amount of time, especially when we're going through difficult times or we're embarking on a difficult challenge. But the challenge this verse provides when it's taken out of context, it can generally mean that God will give us the strength we need to accomplish whatever it is that we desire to do. We place the emphasis on our own aims, our own ends, our own desires, and our own tasks, and we claim God's strength to get us through them. The problem we run into is that Paul, in this book of Philippians in its entirety, and if you're looking for a reading plan this week because there's not one in the bulletin and you've really grown accustomed to them, read through the book of Philippians. Four chapters long, you can get through it within a week. And, and you'll dive into it, and you'll get a lot more of this content. Because what we see in Philippians over and over again is Christ say, or is Paul saying to, die, to live is Christ, to die is gain, is one verse in Philippians. That we would have the same mind as it, what was in Christ, who thought, saw being like God and being of God was not something to grab onto, something to exploit, but he emptied himself, becoming human leaving the heavens and the glories above, emptying himself to become a servant even under the cross. We see Paul saying over and over again that, that his aim is not to bring glory to himself. His aim is not to get his will done, but to do the will of the Father. 
to accomplish Christ's aim. We see this in those powerful sentences where he says, he lifts up his own credentials. He says, I was a Jew. I was circumcised on the eighth day, a Jew of Jews. He says that uh, he was blameless before the law. In in terms of understanding the law, he was a, a Pharisee. In terms of zealousness, he persecuted the church. He claims no one else can boast nearly as much as he can if that's the measure. All of that, he still finds it as In fact, all things that are not of Christ, all things that do not bring God glory in his living are a loss to him because of the worth of Christ's sacrifice for his salvation and that life that he was called to live. It's not that those things become bad or unimportant. It's but but be compared to the glory of Christ and the grace that we receive, they are as much as a loss. And so, in that context, in the context of of Paul wanting to do the will of God, and in Paul experiencing times of plenty and times of want, times of hunger and times of need and times of surplus that we heard in today's passage. In the context of all of this, this is where we get, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can endure the difficult times. I can endure the times of want and hunger. I can live into the times of plenty, not because they are a gift to me or not because they are because of my strength, but because Christ enabling me. When we see all of this, the passage is not about Christ giving his strength to us so that we can accomplish our aim. It's that when we turn our aims to Christ, when we become, make God's will our own, when we subject ourselves and lower ourselves so that God is elevated, that is when we can rely on the strength of Christ to get us through and around and past and accomplish anything that God has to do. Perhaps the difference is subtle. I'm not sure if you're seeing a drastic difference between what I'm saying. And that's entirely the point. That these slogans, these words that we talk about, they sound really good on paper. But we have to make that decision is what we're trying to do, our own aims, as good as they look, to accomplish the will of the Father. If it's our own aims, if it's our own plans, if it's our own designs, if we are trying to ask God to bless our plans and bless us in doing what we want, then our focus is wrong expect God to bless us. But if at first, instead, we seek out God's aims, God's will for our lives as individuals and as a church, then we can come to expect Christ's strength to pour through us, to pour into us, to get us through times of war. 
when we make God's aims and God's glory our aim, then we have the promise that no matter what happens, no matter what adversity, no matter what challenges, no matter what hurdles get placed in our way, we have the strength of Christ to rely on. And so broader, more broadly, I, want to, I wanted to spend some time talking this week about that idea of taking individual verses out of context. But specifically on this verse, I want to challenge you that if you feel like you've been thwarted, if this verse just doesn't seem to have come true for you, that you've hit those walls, you've hit those hurdles, you've, you've hit just that stopping point and you just can't push through it, And you're wondering, where is that God's strength that I've been promised? Where is that Christ strength that everybody seems to say that will enable us to do all things? If you're just not seeing it, if you're not feeling it, perhaps your aims are not in line with God. It's not God that has failed. It is not his strength that has failed. Instead, perhaps... Hope that we can find in the faith that we can have in Christ. And this is what can enable us to live out our faith and give life so boldly. Now, next week, the, the, the little pithy saying that we're going to talk about, this bumper sticker theology we've talked about, is too blessed to be strapped. Think about what that means. Think about what that implies, especially if you're feeling stressed in the moment. Does that mean you're not blessed? God's blessing is in that. And so that's what I want you to think about these, this week. One, if you're looking for a reading plan, read through Philippians. We're not going to spend any more time in Philippians, but read through Philippians. Think about those times where your strength has failed, when you haven't relied on God's strength, or it feels like God's strength has failed. Think about those times where I, was I trying to bring God glory? Was I trying to do his will? Did I consider all of the gain that I was trying to accomplish as lost compared to the fullness of Christ's offering? Or was it for myself? Spend some time in prayer. Seeking out that desire that God's will will become your own. That the aims of Christ for the redemption of the world becomes your 